and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. We are glad you are with us live in the 1.30 hour Eastern time uh, on Wednesday. Sorry about being uh, a little bit late. I had some water burning on the stove. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Try to do better. better. Yeah. Here you go. Here's the list. Um, I have the solution for CNN at 9 o'clock Eastern. Oh, I got Jesus. it. Oh, God. Number two. I went to George Santos's bar mitzvah. Number three. Ivanka's husband and daddy are fighting. Yeah. Uh, number four. What the hell is the whole debt ceiling thing anyway? And who thought of it? What business genius uh, thought of it? Mm-hmm. You, you won't be surprised when you hear the actual answer. Let's do the, uh, uh, oh, you, you got more? Yeah. Uh, the McKenzie brothers are pissed. Take off. Jesus. And Don's coming to Fayetteville. Wow. Uh, I haven't seen the Fayetteville story. Let's do CNN at nine o'clock first. I got it here. I got it. You know, the, uh, the story over the weekend was just the dumbest thing ever. Uh, how how this all starts and and where it comes from, you know, we don't know. Uh, but since they fired Chris Cuomo a year ago or so, uh, they've been floundering. They've been floundering in that particular hour. So you know, it's the flavor of the day. They have no permanent solution to that uh, to that nine o'clock time slot up against uh, the great Sean Hannity now in his uh, 47th year. Mm. You can't touch him. He's perennial. He's number one. But that doesn't really matter. That's not the point. Um, and they just can't figure out what to do. Now, aside from, and by the way, this is not the solution, okay? This is not my solution. But in the real world, you know what you can do sometimes? You can actually admit that you may have been a bit hasty in your decision and bring back Cuomo. Just put him back in there. Just, right, for, right. just, just go, go straight ahead. Just pour straight ahead. Put up with the shit for about a week or so. And then it'll and be over. Then, and then it would be over and realize, you know, he's actually a pretty good broadcaster. He's a good interviewer and he's prepared and, and all of those things. But that's not going to happen. Okay. That's not going to happen. So here's my my solution. And it's not Bill Maher or John Stewart or Trevor Noah or anyone like that. None of those guys are sitting around waiting for the phone to ring from CNN to be obligated to uh, probably fail because of the situation they would be put into. Okay, none of them are waiting for that call. The answer is Bomani Jones. Well, that's a tough one. Yeah, I like I like Bomani a lot. Um, Bomani Jones right now is in his second year of doing a show on HBO. Yeah, and Bomani Jones spent about twenty years being on the the uh, on the wonderful wonderful chat 
smack screamdowns on ESPN. He uh, always held his own. He was very good, very funny, very, very, very well prepared, knows his stuff, has advanced degrees in several different – I mean, he's a smart guy, and he's already in the uh, the, the Time Warner, whatever that is, because CNN and HBO are still connected. They're still connected, right? Uh, so it's not like they'd be uh, poaching him from some place where he couldn't get out of the contract. And it's, that's I don't my, think that's the that's, that's my not, answer. That's not the issue. I think the issue has to be can can management take it? You may be familiar with that. I, they're going to get a lot of criticism, and, and management's going to have to like have balls of steel to kind of deal with all of that. And I don't know. I, I would hope that at some point they would be able to stand up to the criticism. I think Bamani's very talented. You know, he got his start in the Raleigh market on 850 the, the Buzz back in the day and has done tremendous work. And I think oh, he's one in of, radio? In radio. Ew. They're, All they're, right. I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. He's I think he's extremely talented. I think he's very thoughtful. I think he's he's got some really, really good takes. Um, but they're gonna throw fucking woke bombs at him all day long. I mean, but you, you know, know that's going to be that's it. okay. That's okay because first of all, he can defend himself. Uh, second not, of all, he's right. I'm not worried and, about him. I'm not, I'm not worried, worried about, about him, him defending him. Do you do you even remember what happened between 2012 and 2014 in your professional life? Do you even remember I, what happened? Brit, do you remember every, the, every, the the pussies that we had to deal with who couldn't I, handle it? Do you I, remember I, this? I do you know how universal I, that is in the media world? I know, but but you. You can't back off from what is a good, obvious choice by worrying mm. that those who would make that choice don't realize what kind of choice that they're I mean, Yes, it, it can always fall apart. They can always pull the rug. I, I get that. They can pull the rug out. But, but that's not the point. That's not the argument. Is, can you name a person who is better suited and on their way up, on their way up, not a lateral move, not a downward move, um besides him i mean i, I just think he's great and, oh no uh, he's very yeah. good he's it, yeah. it's it's never it's never about him it's just can they can they can they deal with the marketplace yeah i'd, I'd like to see him i think he'd do some great stuff i think if you given him yeah. give him that staff give him that leeway give him that real estate i think he'd do very very well but i you know i Given the current state oh, of you, things. Uh, why don't you just admit, you want Piers Morgan back. I admit always, it. You know, admit it. Speaking of thoughtful, now there's a man who's got to take. I really like it when he beats up on Royals for no reason. It's really, it's very cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, you're right. We can't have Piers back because three out of four nights would be about you know, Princess Diana. Like fucking yeah. Meghan Markle. Just beat the shit out of Meghan Markle for no reason. Just for like over yeah. and over and over and over and over. Shut up. Just yeah. shut the fuck up. Right, 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 right. Um, oh, and I forgot one uh, other headline. Uh -oh. uh, Ron DeSantis takes off the gloves with the National Hockey League. Oh, yeah, do that. Just do that one real quick, because that sounds like a winner. Oh, it's just, you, you just can't believe it. But, of course, you're going you're gonna to believe it when I, when I tell you. Uh, the National Hockey League All-Star Game this year uh is in florida okay it it's in florida and uh the nhl decided that they would have kind of a job fair thing to try to get uh people who were uh, not normally represented in the hierarchy of national hockey league management that means everything but white people 
Okay. So <laughs> they're going to have a job fair. Wait, wait they're going to have a job fair. And um, they, they put out an ad that, in effect, says if you're part of uh, any other kind of uh, group that's been unrepresent, underrepresented in the National Hockey League, that would be um, anyone identifying as female, black, Asian, Pacific Islander, Hispanic, Latino, indigenous, LGBTQIA+, plus and or a person with a disability. So DeSantis sees this, okay? And uh, in the back room or back rooms of Republican strategy, and in the world in which Ron DeSantis resides, which is who can I pick a fight with on behalf of white people today? <laughs> on behalf of white people. <laughs> he, he sees this and he turns it into... We are not going to allow discrimination here in Florida because implicit in that is because the NHL didn't say white people can apply. He intuited that to mean white people need not apply at this job fair. Okay. <laughs> You're like <laughs> long haired, pale people need not apply. The name of the event was the pathway to hockey summit. Yeah. And uh, off it went. So what happened? The NHL folded. They folded. They pushed okay? out. Okay. And they changed the wording. They changed the wording. They they uh, vanillaized it and said, it's just open to everyone. And Ron DeSantis gets another notch in his belt for being the racist fuck that he is. Because... Obviously, in the National Hockey League, white people just don't get a fair shot very often. And this would have been another example of that. Having a job fair that was trying to appeal to uh, folks who might. And, and by the way, they never said, if you're white, you couldn't go. That doesn't matter. Though, no, right? it's still threatening to Caucasians. Don't you try to powder this. Right, 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 right. We so, got to have something just for us. I mean, they got the, the NBA. They got the NFL. They just hired a black general manager in Nashville. I mean, for God's right. sakes, there's got to be something just for the white people. Right. And just just so you, you know that uh, this was a, a teeny tiny little victory for Ron DeSantis, the uh, National Review, the uh, right wing William F. Buckley founded magazine that's been around for 50 or 60 years, <coughs> pardon me, headlined the story this way. And uh, the sub headline is woke culture. NHL backpedals minority-only qualifications for hockey summit after DeSantis outcry. There you go. That's all you need to know, isn't it? Yeah. Got to have something for us, Brad. Where, when do we get to have something for It's got to be that, that hockey thing. It's got to be just mostly white people. There it was. And certainly in leadership. You asked for it. For sake. Yeah. Um, uh, do, the, do the Jared versus Donald smackdown. All righty, all righty. You you asked for it. And, I did. Uh, uh, you got it. Here it is. Jared Kushner, according to the uh, new book by Chris Whipple, who's the guy who writes book after book about things like the chiefs of staff of the president. He's written all those kind of really wonky book, but he, books, but he has uh, insider information. It's usually pretty good. 
And the new book is called The Fight of His Life Inside Joe Biden's White House. But uh, he manages to find a moment to talk about Trump. And uh, after the election, Jared Kushner apparently got interviewed and says this. He uh, recalled a knockdown, drag out screaming match with Trump and not just one time. Uh, Kushner told Trump this, with all due respect, I'm not going to like what you're doing and you're going to be screaming at me. Look, (laughs) when you're out of here, a lot of people are going to scatter. I'm with you until you hit the dirt. This is Jared Kushner. So you may want to listen to what I'm saying. Whipple also reports that Jared Kushner warned Trump that some of his high-quality election lawyers like Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell were, quote, taking him on a funky ride. So this is what passes for courage in standing up to uh, Donald Trump, of course, to no avail. It also, of course, explains why not long after that, the two of them moved away from, from Trump, and I think they've announced they don't want any part of any campaign or or uh, any future political endeavors. Um, yeah, but the, I mean, the irony of that is they kind of cashed out and made money off of him and then kissed him off. Right, the well, of does, course. It, the way he does to other people. Right. It's like the well, exact but, same thing he does to everybody. You're, you're only 25% of the way there because what obviously is going to happen at some point, Donald Trump is going to announce that these two ungrateful people Oh, that's the royal family. Oh, who, by the way, who, by the way, I never even met Jared Kushner. I don't even know who he is. Who is that? I don't even know who he is. <laughs> right. Total right. little leaguer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. So it will be, it'll see, be like the royal stuff, family. None of this stuff matters now. None of this stuff matters. No. It'll, it'll be like the royal family. They'll be expelled from the royal family, just like Meghan and Harry. They'll be over there. Yeah. That'll, Jared and Ivanka will just be kind of over there, and we're yeah. waiting for you to apologize. And when you apologize, then maybe we'll let you be part of the family again. I think so. <laughs> I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going uh, to turn out that way. Um, but you know, how long after Trump first even announced he was running seven years ago was it said? Oh well. Ivanka will be a moderating force because she's the uh, only one that he'll really listen to. And she can say anything to him. Well, it's clear that that never happened. And if this is as close as it ever was to the son-in-law saying something, it's exactly what we thought. It just doesn't matter. You can't tell Trump anything. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are, how long you've been around him, how closely you're related to him. It doesn't matter because you know he's he's a he's a he's a pathological psychopathic scumbag who does whatever the fuck he wants uh, regardless of of what the world thinks so don't that's kind of an interesting to... side story, but that's it. That's it. That's it. Don't you believe that for a while they were trying to groom her and kind of put her forward as like, you know, I think maybe she could be presidential material at some point. I think that, that that's no, what they were trying to push I, to the American people. You and I people. have never agreed on this. No, you and I have never agreed on this. I never thought for one second that she was being groomed for I thought that's a, I thought even, that's what they were trying the, to present her as. Well. They're like, she, I think what they wanted, if, if they were doing that, she, she never made a substantial, a, a, a substantial speech 
about any subject ever once in her life beyond the fact that she just cut a deal with the Chinese to expand the color selection in go. her handbag and shoe. That's good stuff. Um, no, but uh, they, uh, I think the, the dream was always to have multi-generational Trump, because this is their business now. This is what they do. Everything else is fucked up. And he, obviously, Donald Trump Jr. is not going to be a guy they're going to put forward as a serious candidate for any higher office. Eric's not going to be the guy. Tiffany? I don't think so. I think they were like, well, this is her. She's very reasonable. She doesn't get out there and throw bombs. She kind of moderates him. And eventually they put her forth. But then as she saw that her father was scorching the earth with his bullshit. And by the way, not one thing you just said was true, turned out to be true, or ever will be true. Things happened. That was the, just because that was the plan doesn't mean he fucked it up every day of his life. He woke up and then threw bombs that fucked everything up. Of course, that was the plan. Donald, but- Trump's, Donald Trump's plans were for Donald Trump. He doesn't care about his kids. He doesn't care about a legacy. He doesn't care what's written about him. He knows it, it doesn't matter. There's nothing he can do. They're going to say they hated me. He doesn't care. <laughs> this is about what me. can I have right now while I'm still breathing before my – my body assumes room temperature, as Neil Bortz used to like to say. <laughs> Why do I remember that he used to say that very often when someone would die? They just assumed room temperature. Uh, <laughs> let's do uh, let's do a guy who's definitely going to be our next president, George Santos, King of the Jews. Mm. Fantastic story. Mm. All right. Uh, we have a new little nugget. A former acquaintance of George Santos went on uh, CNN on Tuesday night. This was uh, one of his old roommates, a guy named Gregory Maury Parker. He said that he knew George by two different names, Anthony DeVolder and Anthony Zabrowski, with Zabrowski being the fake name that George Santos used for, you must know by now, the fake pet charity GoFundMe scam, where he... uh, allegedly was raising money to help a guy out get an operation for a dog. They raised $3,000. The guy never got the money. The dog never got the operation. The dog died, and Santos stole the $3,000, and the GoFundMe page was closed down. Anyway, uh, this uh, person, Mr. Maury Parker, provided the closeness of his relationship to Santos by sending in a photograph of him and George Santos's mother, who lived nearby. Very, very, very sweet woman. Everything he said was a lie. And um, George Santos said, well, I'm going to use the name Zabrowski uh, because that sounds Jewish. And, you know, the Jews always send in more money. You can always raise more money from Jews. That doesn't sound Jewish to me. Uh, yeah, oh, no. it's not Jewish enough. Right. That was the problem, Britt. Zabrowski could have been right, could have been a Catholic guy. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like Polish or something. I don't right. I don't so, I, so you're, you're right. He can't even come up with a stereotypical Jewish name when he's trying to your uh, shitty any any Semitism is also un- uninformed, Mr. Santos. Uh, whatever your name is. It's 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 horrible. Yeah, why didn't you just go with Goldberg? Yeah, one of those. Yeah, that would have been a so Goldman, a Goldberg, one of those. Yeah, that's what's wrong with that. I don't know. What is that's that's terrible. Well, uh, I mean, t- to be fair, um, President Zelensky it sounds pretty. This is Zabrowski. Yeah. Uh, Zelensky's Jewish. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, we, he, by, by the way, we are drilling down way too far 
way too far. <laughs> this is that's not quite the point of the uh, of the story here. Do you have any idea? Do you think uh, at this point they what, what are your odds of them giving up on him and telling him to go home? Like the Republicans saying, zero. okay, are you, you're zero. Still saying zero. Okay, they're, they're zero because um, they've given him two committee assignments. He's on two committees. Every but every time they show like him, it's like business committee and you know some other one you know that you you probably don't hear of all that much. But that's not the point. But that, every time they that, show him and they, they have these pictures of him, it's like he's Pigpen from from the Peanuts thing. Nobody wants to be anywhere near him, right? They're like kind of who, what? He, well, he that, seems to be interesting because you know if these these hearings, you know, they'll, they'll be like a you know twelve or, or or twenty people. They're all in. Somebody has to sit next to him. <laughs> Right. That'd Somebody be, does. That'd be great if they gave him like the kids table over here. Just like, oh, he's over there. He's like 20 feet away from all the adults. No, he'll be up, up in here. the balcony like the guys on Sesame Street, like <laughs> the two old guys. Like the two, like he's, he's, like, he's, he's that guy right there. That's who he is. That's George Santos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, look, I don't look, know. They, they, they gave him, Kevin McCarthy did, two committee assignments. Kevin McCarthy is lying. I do believe this does open the door to every question about every subject to be punctuated with and George Santos. I think that is a legitimate <laughs> well, way to to approach everything. Truly. Now, and this brings up the question, because I, I think I know the answer. Can the Democrats overplay their hand on this? No, I say no. <laughs> I'd say whip the shit out of them every opportunity you get, every speech, every press conference, every press release, everything that you do, you you whip the shit out of them with this. It's like you make them he's as an albatross across their around their fucking necks. Make them own it. That's that's I mean, what the, I would the do. The great part of this is this really does have the potential to blow up the Republican Party. Like nothing else. Because he's still there. Trying to overturn the government of the United States? Man, no big deal. It was uh, just a tourist visit gone bad. It was legitimate political discourse. Every, does, are we going to destroy the economy of the United States maybe this week or this month or this year? Yeah, no big deal. We can get over that. George, George Santos? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You'll never get over this. You will never, ever get over this in fact if they said in the next 20 minutes uh we're going to uh isolate you and we're going to get you to resign and uh we'll do what republicans probably would always do in a case like this figure out a way to funnel enough money to him under the table so that he would walk away because clearly this is a guy who's such a failure in everything to him the whatever the salary is for a congressman was at 175 something like that this yeah. is the greatest gig of his life just on that score only that's Plus probably why the, he, the well, sweet health care plan i mean he's got these yeah all that stuff so he's not gonna he's not gonna leave unless they somehow guarantee him uh, this, some this, kind of this is like george costanza pension yeah, yeah this is like george costanza we, we if you leave now we'll, we'll give you three months well but if i stay i get all the money i'm gonna stay i mean that's what it, and and they, they're not taking the chemo. The cancer is still there. It's metastasizing. And yeah. they've allowed it to happen. So, I mean, I, I, 
I'm I'm with you. I don't think you can overplay your hand. There's no question. If this guy was a Democrat, he would have had to go back home and he start be delivering for Uber Eats right now. There's no, there's just no question about it. I mean, you can't even play the turnaround game because you can't even get it out of your mouth, right? Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, right. but it's 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 fantastic. The more, if you're a Democrat in the House of Representatives, your game is to get that guy to speak as much as possible. You bait him, you do whatever you can to get him on the record, in front of cameras, running his yap. That's what you have to do. You have to have that happen because there's there's no – it's a win all the time. Every time he runs his mouth, every syllable that comes out of that lying soup cooler of his. Maybe the Democrats should start a free George Santos campaign <laughs> because if they're going to try to bottle him up, Oh, the hashtag, where is George? I mean, there's yeah. like, you, there's a million things you can do with this. It's just the greatest shit of all time. Yeah, but, but uh, I mean, Kevin McCarthy has, he's really set a new standard in words that probably haven't even been coined yet. Uh, mendacity and lying and hypocrisy and subsuming the good of the uh, country and his party for his own ambition just to have that that speaker gig. And I know I'm positive that that sign above the uh, office door, you know, there's a big archway and I have a big sign. Of, I know it's up there in Velcro. I know that Velcro it up there. Got to be. It, it can come down at, at any moment. Um, so he actually assigns george santos that that's kind of that's kind of equivalent to not only are we not going to force him out but we're going to show you we're going to do exactly what trump does we're going to announce we're going to suck we're going to announce we're going to do something that's indecent that's wrong that we know is wrong and we dare you to try to stop us of course you can't stop mccarthy from putting santos on the on the uh committee so he's on the science space and technology committee and the small business committee and by the way who small business that's right in his wheelhouse right he had several <laughs> tremendous <laughs> tremendous uh uh forays mr. into small business didn't he mr. mr speaker i rise today to present my bill the standards against non-truthful official statements we call it the santos bill uh, we want this. This would be a bill that would bar public officials from making untruthful statements about their resumes. And uh, right. I go, hey, let's call for a voice vote on that. You, you know what? There you go. You just took it to another level, which would be yes, that that person would be the one who would shamelessly and uh, without blinking an eye bring up something like that. And you know, McCarthy put these. Uh, these other four idiots, Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, that Chip Roy. Boy, he's something else, isn't he? Yeah. Holy shit. That guy looks like he runs, you know, uh, uh, an Adam and Eve outpost store in Montana. Okay. <laughs> looks like he runs a porn shop. And Andy Biggs, the guy who's crazy. Yeah. Completely. Mar they've all got. They've Marjorie got, Taylor uh, Green. Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie also. Taylor Green. They, they, they're yeah. all on. on I feel uh, like Real Paul, I, I feel like Paul Gosar. Don't you feel like Paul Gosar is being left in the lurch? I mean, he's like, "Hey, I'm crazy too. Go, help!" I mean, he got some. He he got some shit too. He's he on stuff. 
He's not getting the he's not getting quite the pub that the rest of them are because he he kind of came around about halfway through a Brown Road vote eight or nine. He came around to supporting McCarthy. Uh, Gosar is reinstalled on the Oversight and Natural Resources Committee. That's where he got kicked off. Yes, uh, two years ago because he he posted a a cartoon video that depicted him killing Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and swinging a sword at President Biden. And of course, you Democrats, you just didn't get the joke. <laughs> so he's being restored to his rightful place uh, in a committee of the U.S. House of Representatives. So, uh, I mean, this is, it, it, and I was looking because th- this is now not just the, the, uh, you know, the wolves are inside the, uh, the hen house. Okay. Uh, the wolves are not only in the hen house. Now they've been given the keys to uh, each little cage, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they're going to, they're going to destroy everything, uh, along the way. So, uh, in my never ending obsession to make comparisons to, to, uh, Nazi Germany, um, <laughs> this is a whole different gig. There's a whole different game that the Republican party is playing in the United States because, you know, we're, we're developed in a much different way than Germany was in the uh, late 1920s after world war one and into the 1930s when uh, Hitler really made his move. But, but the equivalence, at least in my mind is appeasement accommodation. And with enough time passing, this idea that there's some level of normalcy in what you're seeing, even though it is not that. And, you know, in 1932, uh, Paul von Hindenburg, that's right, von Hindenburg, who, uh, of course, you know what the Hindenburg did eventually, the airship, but this is the actual guy. Mm-hmm. He was the president of Germany. And because the Nazi party had uh, gained a lot of seats. They, you know, they did really, really well in the parliamentary elections. Hitler went to him and kind of gave him an ultimatum. And what do you know? Hindenburg, who was, you know, a really old geezer at that point, didn't have anything left. And he threw up his hands and said to Hitler, all right, you're chancellor. You got it. Hitler said, okay, I'm chancellor. Now I rule everything. I decide everything. I decide to shut down every newspaper every radio outlet that's against me, all media. all, And next thing you know, you have a full-blown dictatorship within a few months. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. But the idea of being anti-democratic, small d, in Germany, it snuck up, I'm thinking, on a lot of people there. And they thought, oh, what the hell? Yeah, okay. You know, we'd... Hitler wasn't Hitler as we know him now, probably to the Germans, certainly in 1931, 32, although there was a lot of the world that did see, they did see it happening in real time and did tag him for what he eventually turned out to be, even in 32 and 33. But here we are watching our own federal government at the congressional level right now, essentially being termited to death. I mean, they are just eating the house. Uh, didn't mean to use the word house any other way, except the way that we know it would be used right now. But they're eating it alive. And you are about to see 
a thousand Benghazi's blooming. Yeah. That's what you're going to see. Yeah. Um, and this is all in an attempt to, if you really strip it away, to protect Donald Trump. They can say all they well, we're over Trump. We got to move on. No. And you don't hear that all that often from people in Congress, do you? No, you, because you the first thing it. McCarthy did once he got the speakership was was thank Donald Trump. He yeah, kissed his ass like it was made of candy again. Right. So we're going to have uh, all kinds of show trial hearings of the Benghazi sort, the Benghazi sort of trial and hearing that went on where Kevin McCarthy bragged that it was all about trying to undercut Hillary Clinton. And this is all about trying to undercut Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. There's no, there's no legitimacy to what you're about to see. Uh, Jim Jordan, one of the plotters of January 6th, he's going to be heading, um, was it the uh, Oversight judiciary. Committee? That, I thought it was judiciary he's got. Judiciary. Okay, even worse. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought. Uh, he's, he's like, to me, the number one asshole right now. He's to me the, the guy. I, That's I don't not even... fair to other assholes, Britt. That is not fair. Take I'll, that. You apologize. Props right. to Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and the rest. I think he's leading the pack. You guys got to get on his level. So this is this is rough, terrible stuff that none of us thought that we would ever see, and and we are seeing it. And uh, what drives Kevin McCarthy? You know, do I even want to know? Am I interested in knowing? No. What's driven him besides, you know, for 25 years, he's wanted to be Speaker of the House. Why don't you have normal ones? Like, I want to play center field for the Dodgers. You know, he's from California. I want sure, to I want to bang, I want to bang a playmate. Why don't, what what, what Wait, happened anything. to that? Yeah, anything. What no. happened to that? I, I want to be Speaker of the House. Like, at, around vote 10 or 11 a couple of weeks ago, wasn't he thinking, I don't know. Maybe I'll just go back home and I'll start one of those uh, Shackley things. They still do Shackley. That'd be Shackley. a good thing. Oh. <laughs> Anything but this. Oh, you played the Shackley card. <laughs> <laughs> Debt ceiling explained because this has become this again a raging freight train that is just coming down the tracks here, Brad. Yeah. Um. There's no purpose for this thing that we have in our country where uh, we take out the credit card and we buy something. In other words, we pass bills and then laws that spend money on everything that we do from defense war uh, to all the obligations that are really unshakable, like Medicare, Social Security, these are, you know, we, we don't uh, argue over those every two years to, to reinstate them. They're just enshrined. And now even Obamacare, right? Uh, I guess they'll probably take a run at that, too, don't you think, Britt? Mm, I'm the sure House? they will. Which, sure but they will. If, if they haven't figured out the, uh, the uh, 84 times they did it while Trump was president in the House, remember that? Mm -hmm. And, it, of course, it, it would never go anywhere. It would never go anywhere because over in the Senate, it would, it would die. Um, but the, uh, the debt ceiling, which is, uh, making good on obligations that you made in the past, not about future spending came about, 
I did not know this. I did not know this. Um, that's right. It all goes back to the Civil War. It goes back to the Civil War. Because uh, when the Civil War was ending and you had all these uh, Confederates in the South, I guess they were the, uh, the Southern Democrats, right? They were called the Southern Democrats. And no, that doesn't mean that the Democrats of today are the Confederates. So shut the fuck up, you morons. You know the difference. Um, when they came up with the 14th Amendment, they put that, that phrase in the 14th Amendment that um, all debts, public and private, the validity of the public debt, shall not be questioned. And that was because they thought that the Southern Democrats, who had just lost the Civil War, were just going to say, oh, fuck it. We don't owe anybody anything. We lose. But we don't owe anybody anything. And they made sure that the debts were, which, of course, you know, pissed them off to no end, right? And they undermined Reconstruction. Um, but what that does, what that does is brings us to this point every couple years, right, it seems, where the legislative process is thus gummed up to where you have to pass legislation to pay the bills you ran up. It's not about future spending. That's a whole different process. We know what that is. You know, how does a bill become a bill? You know, Schoolhouse Rock. That's not this. No. In fact, I'll bet you even Schoolhouse Rock never bothered to produce an episode they didn't. about the debt ceiling because they it's too arcane and it's no. too stupid. And this is another one of these things is, well, okay, it was from the Civil War. Is there any way we can fix something that's now um, you know, 165 years in the past, 170 years in the past? Do we have to keep doing it the same way? And, of course, the answer is yes, because we can't seem to change anything that you know ties us up and, and, and screws us up. And I think we're alone among nations of the world in legislating and spending money this way. I mean, it's just terrible. But it does go back to the Civil War and what they uh, put into the 14th Amendment to make sure and I guess if you want to go completely nuts on this, well, they were beating up the South then. They're still beating them up now, right? Yeah, They're always beating up the South. Always. Well, again, that goes back into the perpetual victim thing that the Republicans yes, have gotten into absolutely. for sure, 100%. Absolutely. They're always on They're on the down. They have elections stolen from them. The press is against them. Everybody's against them. Oh, woe is me. Yeah. It's the worst yeah. possible thing. Uh, they, you know, they, they thought after the Civil War that they were going to just be able to write off all the money that was spent in the South fighting the war against the Union after the war, that that was a uh, mythical money, that that was a uh, crypto. It was the crypto of its day. It's just vanished. It's just gone. And there's nothing we can do about it. That's a bad right. analogy. You, but you, obviously, you obviously haven't heard the, the crypto comeback is on there at that Davos conference. Yeah. They're they're They got the, the people that are preaching, the, they're selling the snake water are back, baby. Good. They are rocking you know and rolling. I missed it the first time. <laughs> Happy to miss it again. <laughs> I have not Happy gotten the notifications again. about Donald John Trump Sr. coming to Fayetteville. You know, I signed up for the, uh, the text for the uh, Wilmington debacle last year. 
And I often forward those to you to be completely annoying because for some reason or other, I'm getting the Trump Patriot of the Month award like every fucking month, Brad. Well, Brett, it's crazy. This is not this is not for some rah rah rally. Okay, <laughs> he's going to be in Fayetteville on Saturday to pay respects. To oh yeah, to Diamond, to Diamond, Lynette Diamond Hardaway. And he says he's paying for the memorial service, which I'm going to call bullshit on. As soon as when I see a check, I'll believe it. When I see a, yeah. and even then I won't fucking believe it. I'm telling you, he will, he hasn't paid for anything in a long time. And for him to say that, I, I, I don't believe it at all. that He's paying for this situation. Uh, see what it says. So he said he planned to attend, but didn't elaborate on details about the event. Oh, there sounds like a little wiggle room there. Are there going to be a lot of black people there? I don't want a lot of black people. Just a a certain number, a certain level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he might get busy. He might get busy. He might decide, oh, I want to see those uh, those NFL playoff games on Saturday. I'm too busy. Can't do it. (laughs) Anything can come up. The cute pejorative that the anti-vax crowd likes to throw at somebody is when somebody drops dead. Every time you see anybody dying suddenly, they go, "Ah it's the vaccine. Well, this is a woman who died suddenly. Was this vaccine related to you fucking assholes? Every single time. That's the Greg Hunter crowd. Anytime. And by the way, they've tried to, they you, you've seen them try to link this to Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills player, right? You've seen that shit, right? Them trying to say that that's the reason he collapsed on the field was because of the vaccine. Those whis- that whisper right. campaign has gone around and around. Well, it's not like he got hit. You know, he just fell down. Yeah. Look, have you seen the tape? I've seen the tape. Well, players get hit all the time. They don't just fall down. I bet yeah, it's vaccine. Yeah. What was any different than than that? Sure. Compared to all these other hits that you see. I don't see the big deal there. Uh, the McKenzie brothers are very, very pissed. So uh, the legal breakfast. drinking age is 18 or 19, depending on where you are in Canada. But the Canadian Center on Substance Use and Addiction now, not only says uh, don't drink too much, they're warning everybody, everybody away from more than, are you ready, two standard drinks total per week. And that means uh, a bottle of beer, a glass of wine, or a shot. Just two of those a week. In 2011, they had the number at uh, no more than 10 drinks a week for women, 15 for men. So that is quite a... Uh, that is quite a come down. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. There are not a lot of people in Canada are are, are going to abide by that. Can you I'm imagine? Just thinking, can you imagine if the White House or the CDC or somebody put out a statement saying oh, you should really only have two drinks a week? Can you imagine how Joe Biden would be fucking roasted and dragged worse than he's being dragged right now because of gas stoves and all of that happiness? Can you imagine? Hmm. Uh, they did a lot of research on this. Looks like it's uh, our United States, Britain, and France still sticking to an okay of 10 to 14 drinks per week. Well, there you go. That's why we're America. That's why we're number one. But the Netherlands has been on board the anti alcohol train for eight years or so. And in the Netherlands, they say, now, if you can't give it up completely, how about no more than one drink a day? So that would be seven a week. What but a Canada. Day. Oh my God! Oh Canada! <laughs> wow. I I don't know. I may just be a huge pussy, but I've never been in a situation where I was drinking a drink a day. I don't. I'll drink three a month, maybe. It's not about you. 
Well, I, you know, I've been, I've been, because people, I, I've been, I haven't talked about this a lot on the podcast. I was diagnosed with AFib last year. And when I would go to the doctor's appointments, they're like, do you drink a lot? Because apparently if you drink a lot, that can take your heart out of rhythm. Who knew? And I'm like, no, it's not that. I'm fine. Liver's good. Pancreas is good. I'm, I'm not drinking a lot. But they kept asking over and over, you drink a lot? You drink it? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm, a, I'm an extremely, I don't know how you can be an extremely moderate drinker, but I'm, I'm, I'm a very, you know, I don't, I don't drink a lot at all. And as far as are you, hard, are liquor, you still drinking that diet soda? That's I'm, I'm, what I drink is those water. It might be worse than than alcohol, though. I don't think it's worse. Loaded. It's bad, but I don't think it's worse. I'm I'm drinking. Uh, I put the drops in the water, which is kind of like diet soda. Anyway, it's not much better. But yeah, I, it, I I'm just not a I'm not a big drinker. For them to go, oh hey, could you cut back? Could you cut back to two a week? <laughs> I just I would just imagine that if somehow, some way, the government said something like that here. Oh my God! Oh wait, wait. Uh, final final story. Final story. World's oldest person dies at 118. Oh yeah. Wow. A French nun, born Lucille Randon, 118. So now moving up to be the oldest person still left on Earth is Tom Brady. There you go. Tom Brady. You got there, didn't you? Were you going to use Tom Brady or Joe Biden? Which one do you think would have been better? Joe, Joe Biden would have been fine. Uh, Joe, Joe Biden would have been a good one. 